Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the Backyard Fire Pit. <laughs> I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. And we are recording for the very first time from our brand new home. Well, I mean, you know, new to us <laughs> <laughs> in New Mexico. Yes, we are here in the backyard. There are actually hot air balloons flying in the distance yes. or floating in the distance, I guess. I guess floating. Maybe they're practicing for the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta, which is coming, coming up, up pretty shortly. Soon. It'll start October 1st this year in 2022. Yep. It's always the first full week of October. So in case you're listening to this and it's not September of 2022. All right. So we took a short trip to Colorado. Yeah, we're only about a day away from Colorado. Yeah, which is really nice. So we took a kind of a long weekend and went to the RV Entrepreneur Roundtable. Yeah, and what that is, is it's a whole bunch of us's <laughs> <laughs> who basically had a gathering to try to figure out ways to serve you better. Right. right. So the idea is to learn ways of creating content that will have value for you. And we hung out with some really cool people, including the owner of RV Life, whose services we have recommended over and over. We got to spend time with Joel Holland from Harvest Host. That's right. Jason and Abby from RV Miles, who we've hung out with before. Right. Um, and all the border kinds of hookups, people. which we really enjoyed. They are traveling musicians who are RVers too. Right. And we really enjoyed their music and we're going to talk to them in the future. Yeah. Over the next few weeks, we'll be talking to some of the people that we met and or hung out with because some of them we had already met, but some entrepreneurs that we talked to while we were at the round table. Yeah. But this week, yes, we have a continue well a continuation or a second week of our friend Jeff Gaston or Gaston if Gaston. you're a, if you're a Beauty and the Beast fan. I actually didn't ask him how to pronounce it, but I assume it's Gaston. Anyway, <laughs> uh, last week <laughs> we talked to Jeff from my RV school about fire safety. Yes, we did. And this week we are talking to him about our weight. Well, yes, we are. I mean, are. you know, we're talking to him about RV weighing. Yeah, not personal <laughs> weight, although, you know, there you go. But, but yeah, about the how much our RV weighs. Right. But first of all, what do you do when you camp somewhere that doesn't have great internet connectivity? Or cell service at all. Would you believe that some people actually do that on purpose? Oh, my gosh. No, I love to read, and we both love magazines. So we're very glad we renewed our magazine subscriptions to Rootless Living. And Girl Camper. And Tin Can Tourists. Plus our FMCA membership comes with a magazine. And we're talking not on your iPad or confuser, right. but actual, like, actual it's paper that you can fold and earmark and write in, and but also not do any of those things because they're pretty. Right. So we just wanted to remind you that there are some pretty great RV-specific magazines out there. 
Yeah, so when we get them in the mail, I put them in the travel trailer. And then when we are in a place where there's just not good connectivity or where we just want to get off the screen, we have magazines that we can read that are beautiful and relevant and and just really good reading. So we'll put a link. We did interview Damien from Rootless Living and Janine from Girl Camper, and we'll put a link to those interviews on our podcast. But two great magazines and then Tin Can Tourists if you love vintage trailers. And also don't forget vintage camper trailers, Paul and Caroline Lassitanola. There are some great magazines out there, and if that's your jam... Some magazine ideas for you. Yeah. Um... We're fat. <laughs> yes, but let's get back to the topic. <laughs> Our travel trailer is also fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff weighed it, and whoo, doggies, we were overweight. And I thought we were pretty good until yeah. we got the facts. It's always the doggone facts that mess everything up, don't <laughs> Darn they? facts. Stupid well, anyway, facts. we talk about that with Jeff, so let's hear from Jeff now. For those of you who've been sitting on pins and needles, first of all, ouch, <laughs> but we are back with Jeff from my RV school. Jeff, welcome back. Yeah. Glad to be back. Appreciate you having me again. It was a Last talking to you last week, and we have more to say. And one of those things we'd like to say is, oh boy, are we overweight. Oh gosh. I completely know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I cut back on eating bread and everything, but well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're not talking about our own. Girth. We're not. What we're, we're talking about is yeah. that when we were at the FMCA convention. We got the opportunity to have our rig weighed with Jeff, and it's a fascinating process that we're going to talk more about, but uh, unfortunately, it ended up with us having numbers that are larger than they should be. Considerably. <laughs> and it was, we were in line with another RV, and that individual shall remain nameless, but they too we're way overweight. That's right. So, Jeff, tell us why in the world would I want to have my RV weighed? Great question. And that's probably the most common question that we get. You know, when the manufacturers build the RVs, they give us limitations. They give us the axle limitation. There's weight limitations on the tires themselves as well as the gross vehicle limit of the RV. So the more we pack stuff in, the more we're going to weigh, the more dangerous we can become by exceeding those limits, right? Realize RVs take longer to get going. They take longer to stop. And if we have more mass just rolling down the road, that makes us not in a safe configuration, for lack of a better phrase, to be able to operate and handle it correctly. So that's why we offer RV weighing as a service, because we also want to know how to properly inflate our tires for that weight that's on them. And that's something that hadn't really, as I said, it's not that I didn't know it. I just never thought of it, how related weight and tire pressure are. Oh, 100%. Uh, every manufacturer has a load and inflation chart. And what that chart shows you is the weight 
that the tire can handle relative to the tire pressure that's in that tire. So for example, just to keep numbers easy, let's say that your tire has a limit of 3,500 pounds at 80 PSI, right? So that's the max weight that tire can carry for the max air pressure. And that is relative to the proper wear, the proper contact patch, proper handling, all those things for that tire. But let's say that you get weighed and you only have 2,000 pounds of weight on that tire. Well, you don't, you do not have enough weight pushing down on that air pressure to get that tire back where it's happy with the contact patch and, and the sidewall relations. So that's why you would put less air in that tire relative to that weight. So, you know, and that's one of the common things that, that in my tire class, I take time to explain that because a lot of folks get into, well, the, the tire says this, the tire sticker on my RV says that, but you're telling me something different. Right, and right. It, it can be quite confusing for everybody. Right. Well, and, and contact patch is something I don't think I've ever heard anybody in the RV industry say except you. What that is, is when you look at a tire, it basically makes a little flat spot on the bottom, right? Based on the weight. Correct. And that's all the contact that that tire has with the road. It could be 35-inch tires. It could be 14-inch tires, whatever. But really what matters is that little that bit one of the, square. Yeah, that little flat spot on the bottom that contacts the road and that affects braking, cornering, handling, all of that. It's really critical. Oh, absolutely. And, and once we explain it like that, you know, in the class, I feel that that really helps build that picture just like you explained it. Because I want the most tire that I can have <laughs> contacting the right. road to keep me safe yeah so if your rig is lightly loaded well first of all you're the only rver in right. all of the united states <laughs> right. like that but second you might need to adjust the tire inflation pressure and every tire manufacturer does have a tire inflation pressure chart that they make available mm -hmm. correct so when we got our rv weighed that was interesting to first of all to see the numbers and a little horrifying mm -hmm. and you know it also affects how we inflate the tires right right it does and the most common conversations that that i myself or or our way teams have with people is you know it all comes down to well i don't have that much stuff well and then when we start having that conversation with them, they realize they have more stuff than what they realize because all our veers were the same. We packed by volume, right? I have an empty spot. <laughs> there must be something put in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and that was the surprise for us. So we, we, the way Jeff weighs your RV is essentially by the axle. So he has these scales that you drive on. So he'll weigh the front axle, then the back axle. Now, of course, if you have a towable, the trailer axles. For us, he weighed the truck without the trailer and then the truck with the trailer. So we got six numbers, right? First, the four for the truck, 
of how much that weighed with nothing attached. Or, I'm sorry, we got eight numbers. It's by tire. So we give you the tire weights, the axle weights, and your gross weight. Yep. Right. And boy, speaking of gross weight, we were grossly <laughs> overweight. And I was surprised because I thought I was cognizant of this and thought, well, we're going to be close to max, but not over max. Oh, no. We were way over max. And so what kind of danger am I putting myself and the other travelers in by being so overweight? <laughs> well, again, great questions. And, you know, we get folks that ask those questions when we're having our conversation with them. But the biggest thing is just safety. You know, if you're overweight, you're overstressing your axles, your tires, your hubs, you know, now we have to make an emergency panic stop. Now it's going to take longer to stop. Now we're overstressing the brakes, right? Your tow vehicle. There's all kinds of things that compound to ending up to be a very bad situation if you don't have your weights where they need to be and your tires inflated where they need to be. Blowouts most commonly happen from people that are overloaded on that tire, just too much weight on the tire. I've weighed folks before that had their tires inflated to the max pressure and were still having blowouts because they had so much weight yeah. in their coach. So you're compounding it. You're basically building a very bad scenario by having too much stuff just going down the road. I, I just don't know any yeah. other way to explain it. It's, it's just bad things can end up happening. You know, you blow a tire, not only does it affect you, if you're towing a trailer, you could lose control. If you're driving a motorized, you can lose control. And then you're affecting everyone around you. You know, yeah. uh, I've seen trailers that were flipped over on the side of the road just because they, they blew a tire and, you know, lost control. It's amazing. We run a group, we've talked about it many times, of travel trailer owners. And the number of axle replacements I've seen recently makes me suspect that some of these people are about as overloaded as I am. That's a true point too. You know, if you're overstressing that axle, if your axles have a natural bow or an arc in them for a solid axle. If you're overstressing those, you're going to take that, you're going to flatten that bow out and then it's going to cause could cause handling or stability issues as well. Or even a failure. Absolutely. Tire failure or whatever. So where would somebody get weighed by you folks? They can reach out to us through calling our work line, reaching out to us via email. When we offer driving lessons to students, we also offer the service to weigh them as well. You can catch us at RV shows, events, rallies during the winter months. Uh, we winter in Florida with a lot of other RVers. That's where our home base is. <laughs> and we offer weighing throughout Florida as well. We spend a lot of time doing fireside chats and educational talks and seminars at campgrounds and resorts down there. So if you're staying at one, reach out to us, see if we have a talk and a weighing session scheduled. If not, talk to the RV park and look at bringing us in and we can get that taken care of. That would Great. be cool. Yeah. And we will post on our website with the episode notes, how to contact you, of course, but we will also fess up and show our weights 
our front axle was 800 pounds over axle capacity was how overweight our trailer was. I have to still just, not justify, I'm not trying to justify it, but I have to defend us a little bit by, you know, you all know that we've been on the road for several months and we've been carrying around some things that we wouldn't normally be carrying around because we're waiting to get into the house, which by the way, by the time you hear this, by the time we, you hear we, this, we, we will, will have over a week. So, yeah. <laughs> so we were able to take out some of the things that we normally wouldn't have in there in the first place. Plus very, very sadly, we lost a couple hundred pounds in the accident by having the bikes and the bike rack destroyed and <laughs> having to leave those behind. Although we're we're planning to put those back. So we've got to lose the weight somewhere else because right. I don't want to permanently not have our bicycles. Right. And the interesting thing is Peggy has been offloading stuff from the trailer and weighing it as it goes out. I have. She's actually making a spreadsheet of all the stuff that's leaving the trailer and what it weighs. So we'll share that too, because to nice. me it's fascinating. And again, it's a lot of things that we normally wouldn't be carrying anyway, but we had them because when we left California, I knew we were gonna need them before or right immediately when we got into a new home. And so those things, now that we have a home, are going in the <laughs> home and they won't weigh down the rig anymore. No, but I'd, I'd be curious next time we see you at a rally, we're going to pay to have ourselves weighed yes. again because I want to make sure that we've nailed it. I was surprised at how overweight and how one axle was so much heavier than the other in the mm -hmm, travel trailer. Mm -hmm. So we are having our hitch adjusted tomorrow. We're taking steps, but I believe it'll make us a lot safer out on the road. Yes. And it will. And... You know, you, you hit on a couple of good points there. And that's something with your hitch adjustment as well. That's something that we also take the time with someone that, such as yourself, that one axle might've been a little bit heavier than the other, usually that front axle, you know, we can, we can take the time. We will leave your axle on the scale. We'll raise your, your hitch up your tongue just so you can see that weight transfer because sometimes it, the weight transfers makes makes it seem like you're way overweight as well when it could just be getting that hitch adjusted so your trailer is riding more level. So we really pride ourselves in taking that time to actually make that happen. That was another thing we worked with. Our, our truck has airbags in the back, and that was something where you were able to work with us to adjust so that that was more in adjustment as it were that's a bad sentence but i think it gets the point across <laughs> it does so now i'm going to throw some questions at you that we always like to surprise our guests with <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us your best camping memory mm, my best camping memory is probably well not probably it is when i was in my young teenage years we were camping on mount mckinley in a tent with my family Ooh. and it was a little chilly but my my father and i went rafting with some friends of ours and the raft kind of high centered on a sandbar and me being <laughs> the kid well, you know where this store is going someone had to get us unstuck in the glacier water fuel oh. river that's probably my most memorable story because all I could think of while I'm pulling my dad and another friend of his adult out of 
you know, off the sandbar going, is it so cold on my feet? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so how about your worst camping memory? Mm. Worst camping memory. I don't know if I really have a worst camping memory, to be honest with you. I like that answer. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, once again, Jeff, we really appreciate knowing you and you're sharing all this great information with our audience. Again, we encourage you to be a member of things like FMCA or Escapees, and that will get you in contact with Jeff at the various rallies and such. There's also myrvschool.com. Of course, we will put a link to how to find Jeff in our show notes. Jeff, thank you so much for the work that you do and for joining us. Yeah, and a reminder that if you did not last, if you have not yet listened to last week's episode, go back and listen. Jeff talks about fire safety, which is also super, super important. So, Jeff, again, thank you for being here for us for two weeks in a row that was awesome <laughs> yeah listen it's been my absolute pleasure i'm just so just so proud and humbled to be able to have met the both of you and uh start this friendship and i truly appreciate it i look forward to catching y'all down the road absolutely you bet absolutely and and keep driving those awesome buses of yours if you <laughs> yeah. if you didn't listen to last week's episode do so because jeff has got potentially the coolest rvs out there i hate to say that right? but uh, it, it's probably true yeah well I, I appreciate that and uh you know anytime that anybody sees us down the road outside of the work environment you're always welcome at our fire pit so we look forward to meeting you oh i love that thank you jeff thank you take care bye-bye I don't have an Airstream, but, but that's you don't okay. Need an Airstream. You don't need an Airstream. We've actually purchased a whole bunch of stuff from Airstream Life. Yeah, we got the gas stop from them. We got a mat or rug that goes, you know, under the awning in front of the camper. Mm -hmm. That's what they call it, a sand mat. I yep, think. something, sand, something. And then we also have water hoses. Yeah, they have the best freshwater hoses that we have found. Right. They have a lot of things. They're all vetted products at the Airstream Life Store. And they're all things that are, I think, really good quality, as you would expect from that brand. They're not affiliated with Airstream, as it were. They are affiliated with Airstream Life magazine. Right. They have good stuff, and so we'll put a link to their store. Definitely worth looking into if you want some of the better stuff for your RV, no matter what brand it is, including yeah. if it is an Airstream. Right. When we went to Colorado, where we were camping was in Montrose. And as Tony said, it's only about a day's drive for us, which is really nice. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. And what we did was drove on the Million Dollar Highway, yeah, which is US 550, and it goes up through kind of the mountains of Colorado, the southern part of Colorado. Nobody's really sure why. Well, I, I guess there's not a definitive answer about why it's called the Million Dollar Highway. Maybe because it costs a lot to build it, Maybe because of the amount of gold ore that apparently still remains in the fill from building the road. Yeah, or perhaps some people would drive that and go, you couldn't pay me a million bucks to go back over that highway. Right, or some, <laughs> might, or some might say this is a million dollar view because the, oh, you can yeah. see the San Juan Mountains. And 
It is beautiful. It really is. It really is beautiful. I think it would have been a little even more better if we weren't towing the camper. But the fact is, you know, people with campers, even even marginally larger sizes that are experienced in driving their travel trailer or their RV can handle that road. Yeah, I mean, semis can go over it and apparently do it night, not necessarily oh, during geez. the day. <laughs> That's what Jason told me from RV Miles. They wait till nighttime so they can't see what's how bad I it guess, is. I guess, but I mean, you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about traveling in the mountains and basically all those tips that I shared about that experience and those practices yeah. were what we used to get over the million dollar highway and it was no, it was stressless. <laughs> so I also read that there aren't guardrails and someone, you know, someone asked like, why in the world wouldn't you put guardrails on something that's so mountainous? And the reason is that in the winter time, when the snow plows come, they just drop the snow right over the edge. And so oh, I didn't know guardrails that. would cause that not to be able to happen. So hmm. anyway, it was really cool. And what we need to do is make that trip rather than in a day take like a week to get from here to Montrose because we had to drive straight through Durango and Silverton and Ure where there's hot springs. Yeah, Durango and Silverton. If you are a train nut like me, Durango and Silverton Railway. So lots and lots of reasons to go back. Yeah, that lots way. of stuff we that will. we need to spend time doing. And we stayed at the Campers Hub which is currently in September of 2022, a hip campsite until they're able to get everything up and running for an actual campground. And we will also be talking to them in the very near future and learn more about the process that they're going through and what, you know, what they will and do offer. Yeah, it's a neat young couple. Oh boy, that makes me sound old. Hey, you <laughs> bunch of young, Those kids today. Brown. Those kids today Those have a really kids nice today campground. Are making a campground. <laughs> anyway, beautiful part of the country. We also have a nifty gadget that I got to review. You know, I do the monthly gadget newsletter for RVTravel.com. Right. So Tony, you could say Tony has a new buddy. Yeah, it's a dump buddy, and that's <laughs> what this gadget's called. And it's kind of like. It's like a strap. I don't know. It reminds me of, of like an old miner's helmet, for lack of a better thing. And what this gizmo does is it's kind of like that plastic strap material that you find at the back of baseball caps. Mm -hmm. But instead, there are two little turny knobs on it. And one of the straps goes around a sewer pipe. And the other goes over your sewer hose such that it holds that hose in place so it doesn't volcano <sighs> out as you've seen in like Robin Williams' RV movie <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Anyway, so that's what this gadget does is it's essentially a device that, that holds your sewer hose in place. It's all made out of plastic and... I think it's it's a brilliant device. It's it's relatively inexpensive. It comes with a fancy case. Frankly, I'm never putting it back in that case no, ever again. No, it's a great hard, you know, like nylon case, but the hard-sided. And it's 
lovely and I can't imagine using it for something that you've used on the sewer because it's going to absorb <laughs> anything because it's fabric. Yeah. So we're holding on to that box, that little small suitcase to come up with another really good, great plan for that. Yeah. And the dump buddy itself gets relegated to the dump box. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does have like a mesh bag it comes with as well. That's where it is in our dump box. Anyway, it's a nifty gadget, and I highly recommend it. By the way, we are recording this outside. If you hear birds, there are bird feeders back here, and the birds are arguing over <laughs> who gets the bird seed. So there you go. A little bit of our world. have an RV this week. I got to sit in with the Bob Wheeler, the president of Airstream, and learn about a new offering they have called the Airstream Range Line. Ooh. And what this is, is a Class B. It's a van based on the Ram ProMaster platform. And it is the first time I've seen an Airstream product that truly is competitive with what's the mainstream stuff out there, which is surprising. It's a Class B and those are always expensive. So this is like $135,000. So it's not cheap, but none of these are. However, what is neat about it is, for example, usually Class Bs you see the water heater and the hookups and all of that look like they were tacked on after the fact, mm -hmm. only because they were. <laughs> This, everything is hidden behind like a plastic door and it really looks extremely well integrated into the ProMaster. So it does not, I mean, it almost looks like a passenger van. It doesn't really look like an RV from the outside. Hmm. It's really well done in that respect. Also the interior, as you would expect from Airstream, really nice cabinetry. I like the mechanical latches on the doors of the cabinets. The back has sort of a split bed so each half folds up against the wall and then there's a huge cargo bay back there, but then the beds fold down and you can have one giant bed in the back. As with most Class B vans, it is a wet bath, so that can be a deal breaker for some people. But this thing's neat in that it comes with a lot of battery on it and then it also has a gasoline generator and a gasoline heater. So there are no propane tanks on this. There's just the fuel you use to run around. So it's, I like the thoughtfulness that went into this. For cooking, there's an induction cooktop, which as you know, I'm oh, nutty about. And of course you could take that outside or use it inside. More counter space than you would typically find in a B van. Because you have to have the counter to put the induction cooktop Correct. on. <laughs> right, but you can use that as prep space and then whip out that induction cooktop and bang, right. bang, boom. There's, of course, the captain's chairs up front to drive the thing around, but there are also second row high back seats, sort of the same as the captain's chairs, but they don't recline or anything. But those incorporate a latch system, so if you have kidlets and car seats, it can accommodate that. So there are four seats, the two front turn around, and then there's a table design such that it could be a desk or a table or 
brooch or oh sorry <laughs> pterodactyl pterodactyl <laughs> that's a movie reference if you get it let us know over on our facebook group but anyway i just thought this was an exceptionally well-designed van and i would say it's one of my favorites in the class b segment it also does offer an optional pop top but i could see this as like a daily driver truthfully and then you know like if you have kids and they have i don't know soccer games baseball games whatnot you could be the parent that brings the snacks and has the potty it's a good daily driver that can also be a really good camper all right so last week on my question of the week i kind of cheated i guess because i asked what your greatest takeaway is from rallies and gatherings and a few people pointed out those are very very different things yeah. you know rallies tend to be things like the fmca conventions where there are seminars and vendors and things like that and gatherings are more like a group of like-minded people getting together to hang out so Luckily, both of those things, the majority of the answer was building friendships. And as both Harvey and Nell pointed out, not just friendships, but like making new family. So that is true for all things, rallies and gatherings. Bill made a list, making friends was on the top <laughs> of his list. And then seminars and shopping were rated a little bit lower, which you know, great, you're still making friends. And that's how we made friends with Bill, actually, at the Frog Rally. So that is very, very true. And Bill at the Frog Rally saw our Rockwood Mini Light. He has one, too, with the power package. And he is, as we record this, getting one installed in Elkhart, Indiana. That's right. So he made some friends. He did some shopping. I'm sure he probably went to some seminars. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He rode his bike around, as did we back when we had bikes. Yep. So (laughs) Tina, both Tina and Sandy, said that they hope they get to attend something soon. And Tina and Sandy, I also hope that you very soon get to attend a gathering and or a rally They are different things, but the fact is you can make friends at all of them. Absolutely. That's my favorite part of these gatherings and rallies is just the people that we get to meet. I mean, that honestly, that's my personal favorite part. Right, exactly. Yeah, we've made some really great friends, as everyone says, friends and family and people that we meet up with sometimes accidentally and sometimes intentionally (laughs) now sometimes we're just walking through a campground and someone facebook messages me i'm talking to you cat and says hey did you just walk past (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's always really fun so this week since we were on the road and you know we're on the road a lot and we always prepare some snacks for the road and i wanted some more ideas i guess but also some more just ideas some more ideas i don't recommend <laughs> s'mores while you're driving necessarily <laughs> yeah the campfire <laughs> can harm your upholstery <laughs> but what do you take like you know in the car as snacks that is my question of this week yeah your favorite road snacks we'll weigh in with ours but you can answer that question or ask your own questions at our fun and friendly stressless camping podcast facebook group and hey you know when you're in that group to answer the question you know facebook says invite people you may know and it'll literally give you ideas of people to invite would you do that 
Yeah, let's bring some more people bring to the campfire. Bring some friends in and bring some more people around the campfire. We'll scooch back and make room. We will. And also, did you know we did a once a week newsletter and it's absolutely and totally and completely free. Wow. Yep. It's got links to the stories, videos, and podcasts that will help you get the most out of your RV experience. Just visit our website and sign up. Now you can sign up if it's the first time you're visiting the website, or if you missed that opportunity, just go to the bottom of any page and sign up to receive a newsletter. And also, don't forget, <laughs> sometimes we use that mailing list to send one extra email to one extra person some weeks to do a giveaway. Yeah, we are now starting to get stuff that we can give to you. That's and right. And we did this past week and Wendy. Wendy is our, our winner, winner of the of week. Winner of the week. For yeah. a nature soup tumbler. How's that for a bribe? <laughs> <laughs> of course, you'll find the show notes for this episode, episode 168, on the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com. That's our virtual campfire where we keep our notes and stories and all of that. And also on our virtual campfire, we can talk about deals and discounts. Yep, for the best things you'll need on your Stresses Camping Adventure. And if you've got a great deal for our audience, let us know. Please do. Of course, you know, we're in all the social places. So after yeah. you've signed up for the newsletter and read the show notes and, <laughs> and shopped on the deals and discounts page, then you can use those links at the top right and jump off to all the social places that you want to see us. Yeah, and of course, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free to subscribe on any podcast app. We are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. We are, we are, we are. And you know, the more reviews we have, the easier it is for us to attract the terrific guests that we have on the show. And... You like when we have guests, right? So that you don't have to just listen to us <laughs> you don't the whole have to time. Hear us. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, we really appreciate your being here this week with us for telling your friends and hopefully you're still enjoying. This is the best time of year for camping. To me, it's sort of folly or starting to get there in a lot of the country and Man, that means you could sleep with the windows open yes, and hear indeed. the bears. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, thank you so much for joining us once again. And most of all, happy, happy camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! Now let's on, wait for that plane. plane to go by. Nibbling! Nibbling! Ding, 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 ding! Hey, I haven't seen our rarebit this morning. Oh, I did, over by the camper. Oh, okay. <laughs>